Hello, world. Thank you for joining. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jess Norris. We got Doc M. Greasy and the Juice Man from Tuesday Night Juice on Jess Norris. Don't forget to check us out every Friday Juice. night. <laughs> my That's, man. <laughs> my man. That's on Anchor, FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a review, follow, subscribe, and like. So today, with much pleasure, we're going to be taking a look at the college football playoff preview and analysis. We got Alabama, and they are taking on Cincinnati in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, and that'll be followed up by Michigan coming in at number two. They're going to be taking on Georgia, and that's going to be in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Also have a quick rundown and a quick debate, I guess, I want to say, of a couple of the greatest college football teams ever. Once again, thank you for joining us. So we're going to jump right into it. And let's go with Greasy today. Let's start off with Greasy. All right, y'all. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, everybody, nice. uh, uh, we uh, thank you once again for uh, tuning in. Uh, on this uh, Michigan-Georgia game, uh, you know, Michigan, they, 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 they bring – I don't know if their defense is quite as great as Alabama, uh, but I, I, I like the edge rushers and, uh, you know, Harbaugh and the coaching staff, they've done a pretty good job putting this team together, assembling this team. I think this is the uh, best Harbaugh team uh, since he's been in Michigan. And the thing about it, this team has overcome its uh, greatest obstacles. Right. Uh, finally beating Ohio State. Uh, and then uh, getting Iowa, they finally got that Big Ten chip. And uh, this team is very battle-tested. I know the Bulldogs, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an LSU Tiger fan. And, you know, uh, it's been a minute since we played Georgia. But I know this SEC landscape. And uh, Georgia's one of those teams that's just, that's just continuously let you down late in the season. And uh, going into this ball game, I really like Michigan. I picked Michigan uh, to beat Ohio State. I picked, I picked them to uh, blow out Iowa. And I'm just going to continue uh, to keep my boots on, my hard hat, my tube belt. And if I got to die with my boots on, I guess I die with them on. But uh, just like the Redskins and, and, and Super Bowl 17, uh I'm gonna go with the bread and butter, and uh, I'm gonna keep on rolling with Big Blue. Keep rolling with Big Blue. Keep rolling with Big Blue. Yeah, you sticking to what? Sticking to your guns. Um, you know, you did. Uh, you rolled Big Blue all the way to the defeat Ohio State. Uh, we were trying to tell King Dre you know, <laughs> this, this, this might be the year. I just had a feeling this this would be the year that Michigan would get it done. Uh, just to re, you know, kind of recap, uh, I was not expecting Alabama to handle Georgia the way they did. They did pull it off. Uh, just my opinion, my take on this one, uh, what Alabama was able to do by spreading out, going five wide receivers and not really trying to run the ball as the bread and butter, they attempted after the defense was already fatigued by pushing the tempo by going five wide receivers, by, you know, hurry up, you know, some of the old Sam Weiss, what the Bagels used to do. They were able to tire down 
some of the Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean and some of the, the depth that Georgia made a living off of during the regular season by having fresh bodies. With that being said, when Alabama did run the ball, the defensive line had lost steam. So they kind of took Georgia out of their game plan and, you know, to Alabama's credit, they caught Georgia by surprise. I don't think Michigan is equipped to handle or not handle the Georgia defense. I don't think they're equipped offensively to run that type of offense that would benefit them to do a copycat of what Alabama was able to do. I think if Georgia creates a couple of early turnovers, um, this could be a blowout. It could be a blowout. Like that, Doc? Like that. Like that. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be nip and tuck from from the beginning. Like it's mm-hmm. going to start out slow. Both teams are going to be trying to fill each other out. Um, I I'm just worried about Michigan's uh, quarterback um, having to make a play. Um, True. They're, they're they're just not very dynamic on offense, and I feel right. like Georgia. Georgia's going to have to force – Georgia was going to force them to make plays in the passing game. And I just right. don't – I just don't see enough big plays. Um, other than that, I do like the makeup of Michigan's team. They're deep at running back. Um, right. So they're a pound, pounding running team. But when you play Georgia, you're going to have to do more than that. So, right. um, so yeah, that's, that's my concern. Right, that, that that would be a big concern for me. Michigan has to be able to run the ball, and defensively, like I said, uh, you know they got two good defensive ends. Michigan on the pass rush, Georgia's offense. Uh, it's it's no surprise, nothing to write home about. Yeah. Uh, they could keep the game close, and turnovers could turnovers will be key. And and like it was an SEC championship, uh, Alabama didn't turn the ball over, folks, and that's what a lot of teams did against Georgia, you know, going into the SEC championship. They feast off turnovers. And like you said, before you know it, they 14, 10, 10, 14 points off turnovers. And, you know, you're not going to make a living unless you're Alabama just marching up and down the field on Georgia. I don't think – I'm going to say this one more time. I think they're equipped to handle it and do it like that. I'm going to say this one more time. Even before uh, this playoff start, like I said before, Things you got away with all season long, they're going to be your demise in the end. Facts. going to finally catch up with you. That's true. And what's going to catch up with, with, with the Georgia is an anemic offense. Mm-hmm. Or, or lack – I'm not going to call it anemic. I'm going to say a lackluster offense. Lackluster offense. Georgia is it. Georgia grinds it out on defense. I mean, on offense, excuse me. Georgia is a grinded out team on offense, and they – they get it while getting is good. They take advantage of short field and turnovers. They feast off turnovers. So yes. do I think Georgia can make a living going 80, 70 yards against Michigan? No. That's why I said uh, I think this will, 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 will eventually, as in all big games, most big games come down to turnovers. Um, and in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati, you got what you asked for. It was started off as a meme a couple of years ago. We won't. Now they're on all mad mode. <laughs> Let's see how they're gonna handle it. But this is what I'm uh doc, you know, I, we talked about this off air in the studio, uh wherever. And the thing about it, it's the layover. It's harder for offenses uh 
to catch back up. Uh, Alabama is going to, uh, I don't think Alabama is going to take them lightly. I think Saban uh, and his guys, they smell it. And like I was saying, headed into the SEC championship, headed into, you know, the whole fiasco about what was going to happen, you know, uh, heading into the playoffs. Saban's preaching. We got three games. We got three games to win a national championship. There is no, if we lose the SEC championship, we can back go in. So Saban's now he's saying we got two games. Cincinnati is a nice story. My thing hey. is, will they have all, all four ball clubs are going to have rust on offense? You got to get your timing down and, and all, all kinds of things. Defenses out the gate tend to look better. But offenses got to play catch up mm-hmm. because practice speed is totally different from game speed. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it, uh, this, this Cincinnati Oak can put up some points, but I, I think I think this is the end of the road. <laughs> I think this is the end of the road. You, you wanted to be in this thing, uh, heard the critic. Now if they go out there and beat them, that's fine. Right. You still got you still gonna have another big dog to follow with, whether it's Michigan. No, it will be Michigan. So you're going to still have another big dog, but I, I really can't see it. That's not uh, Conference USA, uh, All-American Athletic, Southwestern Coastal Conference. That's this, this not what this is. You rolling with the big dog. You know what I'm talking about? And what's that saying we used to have? You can't roll with the big dog. Stay on the port. Stay on the port. What about it, Juice? What you think about it? All I'm gonna say is be careful what you wish for. I mean, th- this is what this is what Cincinnati wanted. They wanted a chance to go against Goliath. We'll we'll see what they're made of. I mean, um, right. they played they played Georgia last year in the bowl game and played them well, but this year's a different year. It's a different team. Alabama yeah. is just a, a different animal. But we're gonna we're gonna see how. How they measure up, and I've been hearing a lot about yep, yep. hearing a lot about Cincinnati's um, defense yep. and the secondary. They, they supposedly have two lockdown corners. We're gonna see. We're, we're gonna yeah, see we're gonna. We're we, gonna lock down anything in that that conference you play in. Of, of course, they're gonna look all, like all Americans first round picks. Right. But then again, you know, my thing is, is football is football, no matter which conference you play in. But sometimes. We're able to decipher uh, if something is legit or not, and True. we know the SEC is legit. Right. Now, I'm not discrediting none of these guys for Cincinnati that may be playing on Sunday, because somebody gonna eventually pick them and, and try to turn them into what they are. Right. 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 Um. It would be a, if Cincinnati beats Alabama. I mean, that's exactly what that if they were able to pull it off, that would be exactly what the NCAA needed. We already know. We already know realignment is coming, and what better way to push realignment and more bowl games and more teams in the playoffs than having Cincinnati knock off Alabama? I don't think it's going to happen. I think it. I think it could get ugly. But Ty, you got to go out there and handle your business. If you turn the ball over. 
Yeah. If they don't get the break, if, if they don't get to the Heisman Trophy winner, he's going to eat yeah. him alive. Yeah, oh, he's going to eat him alive. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And, and, if he, and if he doesn't. And Alabama he, quarterback won the Heisman. Alabama quarterback won the Heisman. And if he doesn't. And and if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't, if they don't force turnovers, right? But Alabama's got to go handle business. In other words, because if you don't handle business and you turn the ball over, then you can look up and you can have a situation where, you know, the Penn State and Indy Lions beat the big bad Miami Hurricanes in nineteen eighty six, which is going to roll us right into the next section of the podcast for tonight. Uh, we're just talking about some of the greatest college football teams ever. And it's always interesting to bring this up around this time of year. Uh, I've seen a lot of college football. I've seen a lot of good teams, a lot of good teams. But truly, truly, truly great. We're talking creme de la creme. We're talking the best of the best. We're talking like the best two, three teams that I've personally seen. And just and it's just it's just interesting for the main talking point. So, Let's go with Juice. Let's see what you got, Juice, man. Who are your top two, three college football teams? Oh, man. Um, so many. Number, right. number, one, number one, I got to go with 97 Michigan. It's by far my fa- my, my favorite team. You yes, have lost sir. your mind. Yes, sir. You have lost your lost. mind. Yes, sir. I nobody, 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 nobody talks about them at all, and I don't understand why. They had, now, look. They had, the, they had the number one defense. They had they had a, a solid offense. Um, no, no, their offense solid, was their offense was not very good. They did not have a solid offense. They just got away with Charles Winston being a good cover corner, and they were just a solid team. First, first favorite team, and then my <laughs> second team is the the one the old one Canes, Miami Hurricanes, by far the greatest the greatest team ever. And who's your number and my three? My two teams right there. Oh, those are two teams. So, so if let's there's the two teams. So if the if the night if the 2001 Hurricanes played the 97 Michigan Wolverines in a neutral site, Miami <laughs> would put up 40 points on those Wolverines so fast. That would be a massacre. That would be a massacre. I don't know, man. Look, Miami, Miami would win, but I think it would be, I think okay, it would so, be a classic game. Okay, okay, so let's just say hypothetically, Charles Woodson follows Andre Johnson around all over the field. He's got him blanketed one-on-one. Clinton Porters, M- uh, McGahee, Frank Gore, Shockey, they're going to eat the rest of their defense alive. Miami 2001 by far is the most talented team I've ever laid eyes on. The defense wasn't dominant because they just scored so many. It well, I'm not gonna say it wasn't dominant, but the defense wasn't the bread and butter. They just scored, they just beat everybody to death. So some games, the game was out of control. They put the backups in, and the backups put up two or three late touchdowns. So st- statistically, yeah, Michigan's defense looked bad, but you gotta realize a lot of those Miami Hurricane games were over with by the time halftime rolled around. Michigan, they kind of you know, played the game of attrition, and Woodson made a couple of big plays. Me personally, I just wasn't impressed by that '97 Michigan offense. They did just enough, and they had the best cover corner in college football at that time. But yes, just to just to disagree with you, just for argument point, I don't have Michigan '97 in my top five teams all of all time. <laughs> uh, all if I had, if I had, um, 
I'm going to go – I got four teams on here, and maybe I'm getting kind of greedy. Uh, this is in no – It's too many, baby. This is in no particular order, but from what I've seen, uh, 2001 Miami Hurricanes, loaded with NFL talent, steamrolled everybody. I think Virginia Tech gave them their closest game of the year. Who was uh, that coach? Who, who, who was coach? Larry Coker. Uh, he took over. Yeah, he took over for Bush Davis. They were kind of building it back. But at that time, it was just kind of like with that roster, all you got to do is show up on Saturday. Hey, guys, don't get arrested. <laughs> you know, the, the talent of taking they, 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 they were that much better than everybody. Um, I was really, really, really impressed with the 1996 Nebraska Cornhuskers. This team came off beating a 19... 19- Cornhuskers, 1996. I was really impressed with that team. They, uh, they, they, they took Florida and Spurrier and the running gun. They beat them pretty easy. They dominated everybody. And considering that their offensive line handled a first rounder and Warren Sapp and a first rounder and Ray Lewis, that offensive line was pretty nasty. And people forget about the Black Shirts defense. They, they was good. They was good. Uh, I watched that game over and over, like, all the time. It was just like Miami had the faster team. They had the, the pro players. But you could see, hey, man, Warren Sapp is getting tired, man. Ray Lewis is getting tired. They were led by Lawrence Phillips, Tommy Frazier, and the black shirt defense. They did just enough. Uh, 2005 Longhorns, of course, Vince Young. Anytime you have a mobile quarterback that was able to dominate like he did on the college level, you're going to be in a lot of ball games. What Vince did by coming back beating USC in that game, just for that one year, I would I would take Texas against a lot of teams that people call. Just because of Vince Young, that's why they called him invincible. A uh, team that a lot of people may have forgotten, and this is a strictly defensive team. Uh, this is personally my top college defense of all time. 1992 Alabama. I've never seen the college football defense dominate the way 1992 Antonio Alabama. Langham. Antonio Langham, Copeland Curry, Sam Shade, Chris Donnelly. Gee. I mean, George T, Derek Lassick, and I think they had a quarterback, Jay Barker. The offense didn't make very many plays, but you could not move the ball against those guys. And me being a Hurricane fan. I bet you my teams, I'm going to come up with it. I guarantee they could move They, they, they probably would have blown their ass they, they, they ran. They ran into uh, 92 Miami. was coming off the national championship in 1991, and they met uh, Gene Stallings' crew down in the Sugar Bowl, and that's the worst whipping I've seen Miami take. During that era, they've taken some beats now, but talking about oh, it was 34 13. Alabama destroyed those guys, so those are my personals. So, here we go, Greasy. What you got? Hold on, who'd you have for so you're 92 Alabama number one for you? No, I'm not going in any particular order, just I just want to put those teams out there. I remember when I was a little kid and uh, I had a tablet and uh. I was watching my dad. He was watching the Raiders. I can't remember who the Raiders were playing. And uh, I've always been defensive-minded, and so I had it. And I I had 11 players on offense. Don't get it twisted. But on defense, I had like about 20 guys. My dad seen it. He like, son, what are you doing? Now it gotta be 11, 11, 11 on eleven. It can't, it, you can't do this. I like that. I really don't 
have more than 11 players. He's like, oh, so you're doing, I got, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I say, yeah, it looked like 11, but it, I, I said, it looked like more than 11, but it's really not. He's like, okay. But I say that to say this, uh, my number one it, it is a team. I, I just, but I'm going to get to that. But I had to tell that story of why that team got right. number one. My number two, uh, uh, he came in a in a, a, a downtrodden year. Uh, for me, uh, me and me and the wife, uh, and, and uh, I remember traveling to California, going back home to LA. I'm watching this team, and like, who is this kid from San Diego? Them old four, uh, uh, I mean, this team had balls. Y'all talk about all the NFL talent that was on uh, those uh, the teams you guys mentioned, but this team had talent. Yeah. And, and not just Reggie, uh, you know, we could go to the quarterbacks. Uh, this team was that good. I mean, they, they just. They, they just pretty much steamrolled to go through. They did. You know? They did. They that's steamrolled a lot. a lot of people. I mean, <laughs> that's when the Pac-12 had a little bit of substance to it. And, right. You know, so them SC, uh, USC Trojans was always up there for me. And uh, I remember my dad asking me and uh, my grandma, which is his mom, uh, and we thought about college. I was like in fifth grade. I was like, man, I want to be a Trojan so bad, but it didn't end up that way. But back to that that notepad, and I was drawing up defensive scheme. My first college bowl game, and I, I seen college games in, in beforehand, but my first college bowl game was at Fiesta Bowl, '86 uh, game. Mm. You know, uh, I was I was pulling for him. I, you know, as a kid, you fall in love with the colors and uniforms. Right, right. And that's how I fell in love with the Raiders. Right, the silver, the black, and growing up, uh, L.A. Compton area. You know, right. it, it that was the lifestyle. Right. But uh, these canes removed from the '86 year. Let's go to '87. That is the greatest football team of all time. College football team. Right. And there's one guy, I don't care how bad they talk down on him. Michael Irvin is why I love the I, I'm not a cowboy fan. I'm a Raider fan. But Michael Irvin is the reason why I love the Kings. I, I'm gonna go down this list. Steve Walsh was drafted. And not only it, it don't start, it don't stop with the players, just like the Trojans. Right. With Pete Carroll. Right. Jimmy Johnson. Right. Jim, Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll are the only two, uh, to my knowledge, besides Barry Switzer, to, to win a, a, a college football championship and, and, right. and a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And yeah. On this, you know, the, the Randall Hill, Melvin Bradley, Craig Erickson, uh, Brian Blades on this team. Uh oh, who else we had on uh Randy Sh uh Shannon, Robert Bailey, Warren Williams. Right. I mean, this team was loaded. Danny Stubbs, uh uh Cortez Kennedy. 
Russell, Maryland. Uh, 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 shoot, Michael Irvin. Man, everybody was on this. The Canes, I remember when Notre Dame rolled out there in 87. Oh, they the got Spanish. had like 40 some game, uh, 40, who was it? 46 home game winning streak. Yeah. They stretched all the way to 58. Stretched all the way to 58 before they lost. Notre Dame came in there, thought they was gonna get something done, but 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 not on this afternoon on CBS Sports, yeah. a promo, a pay me. Right. Jeez. Right. I remember that game in the ways this for the SEC got on CBS. a contract deal with CBS. Mm-hmm. It, it was wide open. Them right. hurricanes, man. I love them. Yeah. I love right. them, man. And, and I don't know if y'all remember, Doc. Maybe you remember. Remember they get the smoke machines going? Oh, yeah. Look, the, the little duck will run out right. first. I know you Definitely. hate the ducks because of stream yard. But For that sure. duck will run out first. And then them canes bust through that smoke, baby. And it's like that opposing team already lost. They, they, used, to, they, they, they used to intimidate They used to intimidate teams. Oh, Miami yeah. used to intimidate teams. They don't they, 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 they don't do that anymore. They, yeah, they were definitely they were definitely in the intimidating for that time. You know, uh like you said, you gotta remember 84, 85, 86, they was used to Chuck Long and the clean cut Bo Jacksons and the Herschel Walkers and they remember what Jimmy you said. know, but in Miami I'm gonna rope off the whole entire Right, right, right. Right. We'll go a little bit north. Right. And Miami's whole thing was gonna stay right here. Yeah, and Miami's whole thing was we're going to uh intimidate you and we're going to bring in players that you're not necessarily used to seeing with goals in their mouth back in the 80s and you know they inti- they intimidated a lot of people they intimidated a lot of people so i, I can see i can see why you would have the canes up there except well, they, remember when they played notre dame it was like <laughs> we got this good old catholic school right yeah i remember that of course and, and about the battle these knuckleheads these- right Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And every time I get and every time I get a chance to uh speak to a Notre Dame fan, you know, be being hurricane fans, I I throw it in their face. Like look, like look, every time Miami so happy every time Miami every time every time Miami happened to visit South Bend. It would be some flu play, a bad call, or a rocket email broke a pun in the late. But when, the, when, but when Notre Dame came to Florida, the game was over with by halftime. So it's like, yes, say what you want, Catholic versus convicts. It ended. It was a good rivalry for that time. But any Miami team, I think actually the '86 team had more talent. The '87 team, they did defensively. They were. The 87 team had more hunger because of the Benny Testaverde and his 25 interceptions versus Penn State. They shouldn't even have been they on the field. Up in, the, in the fatigues. At, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, and- yeah. Maybe Miami got, maybe the Hurricanes at that time got bit by overconfidence, but they, uh, in 87, they made everybody now, pay for that. Yeah. Remember when uh, uh, Brian Bosworth and the Suns wanted to come down to Miami and play? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was a big fight and everything about that. Uh, Melvin got slapped before. Yeah, Melvin Bradman, Melvin Bradman, Melvin Bradman, and some of Melvin Bradman and some of those guys. They they uh, told stories about how they called uh, yeah. Bosworth's room and, and woke him up because they was in the Orange Bowl in Miami. Those Miami teams around 86, 85, Well, I think Oklahoma won the national championship in eighty five, but eighty six. 
86 and 87, if not for Miami beating Oklahoma and Barry Switzer, the Oklahoma Sooners very well with uh, Jamel Holiday and some of those uh, cast of characters and players that they had could have very well won three national championships. And I remember some of those Orange Bowls since we're on bowl week and talking about good bowl games. I remember some of those Orange Bowl games where the Canes, you know, in the bowl games would play in Nebraska and Oklahoma. So it's I always uh, uh, Schnellenberger. Uh, Schnellenberger, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he, he yes. About that ball yeah, Schnellenberger got it rolling in the early 80s. Johnson took over and then Dennis Erickson. And then after Erickson, it was kind of like, two, you know, the, the, the Cokers. Yeah, the whole the hole was already in the ship, and they was talking about what Miami was doing. Miami at the end of the day was bad for college football at that time, according mm. according never to according oh, yeah, never been embraced. And according to the media, they had they had to get rid of them. But it's been a blast, fellas. Uh, yeah. Juice man, we definitely gonna have to have you on. Uh, don't Thanks forget to check us. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, really enjoyed it, man. Really enjoyed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, my pleasure. Don't forget to check out the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. We got Alabama taking on Cincinnati, Capital One Orange Bowl, Michigan hosting, uh, taking taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. And like I said, once again, we appreciate all the love and support. The Tax Act Bowl, LSU versus K State. Let's go Tigers! Don't hey, go blue, us. go blue, and go Aggies. Don't forget to check us out every Friday night on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to channel like the content, content, excuse me, like, support, and subscribe. Check us out on the YouTube channel. That's Just Noise, Facebook, Just Noise, Instagram, Just Noise 2021, Worldwide Youth Events. Special shout out to my sister, Edna Joy Jones. You can catch her page on Facebook, Worldwide Youth Events, and IG. Worldwide Youth Events for Doc, M. Greasy, and Juice. Just noise. Peace.